And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we are going to manufacture some tension. Nice. We're going to talk about the five biggest questions facing the Nets this offseason. They're the hottest of hot takes that you could possibly have about the Nets wow. pre-offseason beginning whilst the NBA is still in the playoffs. What a stinger, Mike. Let's get into it. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at PKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. A subsidiary of the New York Times, Brian. I go. The Nets are back. That's it. We're back. Happy birthday, Dorian Finney-Smith. We are recording on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Brian. <laughs> uh, Dorian <laughs> Finney-Smith's birthday is May the 4th. Hey. Nice. Get that cross promo. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to trade him to Cleveland for two first round picks? Who mm. knows? We'll get into that. Hey, we'll have, you watching, have you been watching these crazy games, Mike? I've these been. I mean, games? a little bit here and there. I as as much as, as as so. There's a there's a double edged sword to your team. The Nets being in the playoffs is that while your team's in the playoffs, no other game. Everything's anxiety filled. You you hate your life. You can't believe, and then obviously they get swept, and it's the saddest, most depressing element in the world. Mm -hmm. But then you move on to the next round, and you can enjoy basketball. I this is for me. This is how I live my life, and I'm really enjoying Warriors, LeBron. I'm enjoying. Uh, I actually don't really care about Celtics, Sixers because I just I dislike both sides uh, so much. Love and Heat. Knicks, blah blah blah. So yeah, I'm I'm watching. I'm plugged in. Nice. Um, yeah. All right. Have you watched an ounce of it? Yeah, I watched some. Watched that uh, that Lakers Warriors game. That was interesting. That felt compelling. Um, did you watch the Dune trailer? Dune two. I did. Dune I did catch it. Um, a lot of worm riding on that one. A lot of worm it's riding. Good. It's a big part. Big part of the books. It's yeah. a big. That shows that it's. I could. Hey, I read. Yeah, I, no big deal. You read, read the book. The book. <laughs> Did I read you, the book. It's did you really good? You read it in the same way you did. You control F for worm. Is that what you did? <laughs> Just I, go right to the, the scenes. I read it the way I read that Kyrie. Uh, I I was gonna, yeah. yeah, control Just, F Jew. <laughs> yeah, you just control F writing. To let worms. people in on this, I did buy the book that the Kyrie documentary. You know the one that he, mm -hmm. the anti-Semitic one. I bought the book from the documentarian. 
and I did control F the word Jew. Yeah. And it popped up. And there were some pop-ups. The, the same way you controlled up for the word worm and dude. <laughs> just, just get just, to the worm parts. I just like the worm passages. Um, that's how I read. You know, yeah. it, it's the Netflixification of reading. I just go it's to the, the parts I like. It's the YouTube shorts of, of reading is what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, war and Peace. I just look yeah. for the war parts. There you go. Anyways, um, it is 1218. 1218. May the 4th. We are doing a special episode of The Glue Guys. Brought to you by Manufacture Tension. Manufacture Tension is is a long running bit we've done maybe twice. Yep. Um, essentially, what it is, there is an important or pertinent question, usually tinging toward the hot takery. Yes, leaning into the and, hot takery. And Brian and I take either side of it. And Brian, I think we have to admit at the top, the, all these questions, I think we feel the same on. So we're there's clear yeah. hot takery happening. Yeah, let's expose the conceit here it's that we don't actually one side of us will probably not actually agree with the take that we're giving yes but this is just you know a proxy and access point for us to get into the hot take game get those clicks get those views up you know we just want to be part of the algorithm ultimately so that's yeah, they, this mean, is our way in literally the only thing i care about in my life is to clicks. be part of an algorithm let's Mikey start off page views good let's start off with manufactured well you're gonna do it are you gonna do it this year what was Sometimes I just doing? you don't like to sing it. Sometimes what was I like just doing? Manufactured tension. Man, you're the songbird of a generation. Like that. Uh, nice. First question. Is now the time to trade Mikhail Bridges? Brian, you're going to take the side of keeping Bridges. I'm going to take the side of trading Bridges. Mm-hmm. I will begin. Oh, okay. Opening, opening arguments. <laughs> Starting off me. with a roar. Uh, it was reported at the trade deadline that Mikhail Bridges was offered to, or not, he wasn't offered. The Grizzlies offered to the Nets four first round picks. Now, I think there's probably some pick swaps. I think there were some protections. Yeah, let's caveat that heavily. Four picks. Let's heavy, to, heavy caveat. <laughs> to, uh, f- to the Nets for Mikhail Bridges. Just even in that situation, the Grizzlies are now even more desperate for Mikhail Bridges because they've told Dylan Brooks via reporting of Shamsharania, that the Grizzlies will not accept Dylan Brooks back on the team under, quote, any circumstances. That is their wing defender. Is They've told him he's gone. You're not going there. And sub-question to think about, should the Nets go after Dylan Brooks? I say no, but... That'd be the worst vibe-for-vibe vibe match thank you. Thank of all you. time. Yeah. I think I think one the Grizzlies are going to be even more motivated to use their first round picks to get someone like a Bridges. Bridges showed out post that trade deadline. Of course, Bridges became one of the better wings in the league offensively to go along with his defensive reputation. His value has only increased whilst being in Brooklyn. He showed more than what he had shown previously. I kind of think maybe. Maybe now is the time to strike. We don't know if Mikhail Bridges is the guy that we saw in Brooklyn over those three months, two months, whatever time frame it was. We don't know that that is who he is. Trade him now. Get three first-round picks, two pick swaps. Cash in. Cash in, Sean. I just started to feel bad for you that you actually have to pretend to defend this position because this this one's really – this one's not – this one's not hard for me to rebut, you know. Oh, don't feel bad for me. I'm doing it quite all right. Okay. Um, you know, Mikhail Bridges. This is Bridges, not how white men fight, Brian. Shot at Tucker Carlson. Shout out, shout out Tucker. Um, 
Predator this is actually is on a podcast. This is exactly how I meant. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> here's my rebuttal for you. Okay. You know what the Nets have a lot of for the first time in a long time? Tell me. Draft picks, Mike. We have, I counted and I stopped counting after I got to 17 or something in the net between <laughs> here and 2029, at least 17, I think more like 20 picks, first round plus second round, all collectively, a lot of picks. Um, what we what we need to do is we've talked about the bedrock on uh, having a soft bedrock in previous podcasts, and bedrock is the foundation for what you build on. You know, do you want a soft one? You, <laughs> is, is having a soft bedrock you want a soft a landing, a hard bedrock, soft landing. So sure. bedrock with maybe a yoga mat on top is what you're looking for, and Mikhail Bridges actually. What is he? The bedrock? He he's the, the bedrock. He's not the yoga mat. He's <laughs> who's the yoga mat? The practice um, facility is the yoga mat. So, that's right. So, that's, there's actually a, a meditation landscape. room in, in Barclays, yeah. so that's it. Um, so, if we're going, if we wanted to plan a insanely long, painful, multi-year rebuild, yeah, let's go that way. Let's trade Mikhail Bridges for. <laughs> You know, just 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 going ahead and, still and throwing the Tucker Carlson joke. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sorry. You know, throw caution to the wind. You know, buy a bunch of scratch offs and get into the draft lottery. Uh, yes. you know, we could do that. And that's, that's, um, that's one way of doing it, Mike. That's what I'm arguing. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it, yeah, that's what I laid out. Yeah. And yeah. I'd argue that that is, uh, not the position we're in. We have enough of the bedrock, the, to, to the extent that we've even got some yoga mats laid out, um, for a soft landing for some top tier talent in the next two years. So instead of having a six year rebuild where we're, you know, leveraging and the majority of our picks right now are going to be in, you know, not lottery picks. So it's a real crapshoot. Um, that is one part of it, right? So there's just that practical thing. And then also the Mikhail Bridges contract plus ceiling, I don't know that there's a better contract in basketball right now. Um, the ceiling looks to be increasingly higher. The contract looking more and more reasonable. It just doesn't make sense to trade this guy, Mike, on any level. That's my argument. If the Nets traded Bridges, they would easily get three first-round picks. Easy. An easy three first-round Pick, picks. So picking then, where? Picking where? But But think about it this way. He can fit on any team. So the market for Mikhail Bridges is wider also because of his contract, because of his age, because of his vibes. Every team in the NBA who has the ability to offer up three first-round picks, you, they will be in on Mikael Bridges. So the Nets will have a smorgasbord Spurg, of offers laid out in front of them. They will be able to decide which team they want to take those picks from. And is it also an avenue to get rid of Ben Simmons? And then if that's also an av- if trading Bridges – Getting first round picks and also then getting rid of Ben Simmons. Not, I'm not saying flop, flip those first round picks to get rid of Ben Simmons. I'm saying maybe you send one of them away to get rid of Ben Simmons. Then you are clearing that the decks are cleared and the Nets immediately become that interesting team who has the cap space for two max players. It, it, it gets back to the situation that the Nets were when they got KD and Kyrie. Now, you, you're the team that would be left over would be like, you know, Cam Johnson. Yeah, let's let's not rewrite history would, here. It would be Nick Claxton. <laughs> Royce O'Neal, DFS, it's not like oh, terrible, terrible. You it, know, it's it's a great. far cry from the Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert. It's not a far cry. It's, it's a, a far it's, cry. It's, 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 a, it's a far cry six. It's as close as a whimper, I would say. Um, I'm, 
I, you, the Nets immediately go from a mid-tier team with some good trade assets to a low-tier team, but with amazing bounty of picks with which to play. And maybe you don't trade Ben Simmons. Maybe you're like, well, we're going to give the Ben Simmons experience one more year. We'll take all of our picks with Bridges that we'll have in the future. We'll have all of our picks from KD. We'll have that one pick from Kyrie. Then the Nets are back into star hunting mode, uh, you know, HGTV style reno, and then put it back on the market. I'm just saying the, the key point about trading Mikael Bridges. Again, this is the segment, Manufactured Tension is is Bridges' value as high as it will ever be? If he does what he did over those two months he was with the Nets next year, then his value will be higher, right? And maybe that's – and then also if it, you get to that point, you're not trading him. This is a hedge to say, are we sure Bikil Bridges is that guy? Is he him? Is, is he, he him? Is he I don't Austin? know if he's him. Is, and yeah. and I, I think if you put Mikhail Bridges on the market – this is a weak free agent class. There may be some guys that would be interesting out there on the trade market. Maybe it's Cat. Maybe it's Trey Young. Bridges is the most flexible, fittingliest piece. Mm. Fittingliest, nice. He's an Allen wrench. Yeah. He's an Allen wrench. Useful in every circumstance. Any kind of home build you need, you need a little Allen wrench. You know what an Allen wrench is? I, I do. I think of it as, as the least useful. As well. Yeah, it actually is extremely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I build a lot of kids stuff. Right, like a lot of Ikea. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so that's the Allen wrench is a key. I think part as part of, of our um, the structure for our debate that the person who's arguing from the position that they don't really want to argue from, that they should get the last word. So I, I can rebut those, but also I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> should we reveal our real positions at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that they should trade Bridges, but I just want to present the idea that... Yeah. Food for thought. I want to see what direction they go, because if they trade Bridges, it's a it's more than a canary in the coal mine, right? It, it is like, oh, we are... We are we don't care at all about... Yeah. We're just going for future asset collection. Um, second topic mm-hmm. is now the time to trade Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton's on an expiring deal brian that's right he he showed out he got some votes for defensive player of the year he got some votes for most improved player of the year so did mikhail bridges um you're gonna take the side of trading claxton i'm gonna take the side of keeping claxton do you want to go first or you want me to go first i'll go first okay tell me why you're wrong nick claxton is going to be unaffordable i like nick claxton i think he's fine i think he's great actually well, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> For the purposes of this argument, he's he's, he's serviceable um, <laughs> and not growing at, nice. at, at the speed that we want. Um, you know, he's been in the league a long time. I know we've often talked about the ceiling, you know, being something really spectacular for Nick Claxton. Think back. Has he really added that much to his offensive game? Has he really became, <laughs> what, shooting 60% or it's something? a weak argument. Yeah, I think he's added a lot. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't well, want to interrupt you. No, please name uh, it. Name, what's the thing that he's added? Um, still can't he, catch an alley oop. Still, still can't be in position for an alley oop. Still, he has a baby hook in his game. He's added some. He's got um, the luckiest baby hook that hits every part of the rim before it trickles in. <laughs> we, we have and we have and we have literally he's five months. Seventy point five percent for the field, Brian. How many of those are dunks? How many of those are dunks? 
98%. I just pulled that. He's a better rebounder. He's added bulk. Who knows how big those muscles will get? Yeah. 98% of his field goals made are dunks. I just, I, I, I'm allowed to make up stats as we go, by the way, for, 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 (laughs) um, just kidding. That's a made up stat guys. Don't repeat that to your friends at the bar. Um, so he's he's completely stagnated offensively. Let's just call it what it is. And because <laughs> <laughs> he's added like thirty percentage point, like point zero three, completely stagnated. So three, yeah, he's added three percent increase in his two point field goal percentage, which is, his, which is his field goal percentage while having a higher volume. He shot two more shots per game this year, and he's at he's increased his efficiency on those shots. We're getting in the weeds. Here's the thing. Here's the reality: increases efficiency on rebounding, increases assist. Yeah, increases margin, marginal deals. increases. increases I, I acknowledge it, but here's the thing: Do you think that that trend is exponential, or are we have we reached a, a critical point? My my argument here to you is that this is a really good time to trade Nick's Cla- Nick Claxton because that ceiling, having you, and you've seen it the same way I have. We're we watch game after game, and we know what his ceiling is, and it's not as high as people think. And the perception around the league is that it's very high. That's cr- that's perfect for us, Mike. You know this. We know this. We we're on the inside. We've seen this. Yeah, I'm getting. So, I'm, I'm coming to the side because you know what I like to do. You know I want to trade everyone and just get picks and have fun with it. Here's the market yeah, right sorry. now for players with that kind of reputation. I'm going to compare him to Bam Adebayo. All right. I'm. It's 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 a comparison. You that say I think, he sucks, and then you're like, and he's no, Bam Adebayo. The perception, Mike, around the league. If you're on the waiver <laughs> wires like I am, if you're on Twitter in the same way, mixing it up, you see a lot of people pining for Nick Claxton. There's a you're huge on Twitter. On Twitter, in the in the discords. Oh, in the discord. On the Espanation comment sections. I'm in right. in the Reddits. I'm out there, and I'm picking up. I'm picking up all the little the barbershops. You're walking exactly. in and out of the barbershops. People shops. are <laughs> obsessed with Nick Claxton. He's an uh, unrestricted free agent next year, right? Expiring contract. People are obsessed with Nick Claxton. The market likes is gonna be en fuego for this guy. And here's what I don't want to be, Mike. I don't want to be the guy that's on the hook for a 37 million dollar deal per year for Nick Claxton. Okay, and sure. what it's looking like, what it's turning towards, especially with the CBA you know, in the mix, um, is, is we could be looking at something like that, you know, on a four year deal, something, something insane. Uh, and I don't want to be on the hook for that, Mike. I don't want to be, I don't want to leverage our future and, and hitch, hitch our, our future's wagon. Here's what I don't want to do. Hitch our future's wagon. <laughs> Here's what I don't want to do. To that war horse. <laughs> I just All don't right, want, well, I just don't want to be, uh, owing, owing on that contract forever and having it stagnate because also Nick Claxton, as we know, loves to get mono in the club. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing about Mono, though, is you get it once and you don't get it again. That's not true. That's not. It's true. one of those. Dis- it, no, it's look not. it up. Look it up, Brian. It's one of those. Diseases. You had Mono like four times once. Right? No, yeah. I had it once. I just didn't. I just kept. You just kept like, at it. You just, you just you liked kept, it. I really <laughs> milked, kept it. I milked the hell out of it. All right, that's um, my argument. Good. I appreciate your attempt. I could see through the lies. It's not time to trade Nick Claxton. Here's the thing: Who won MVP? Joel Embiid. Who were the runners up? Giannis and Jokic. You can't be a competitive basketball team without a real center. Can't be it. Anthony Davis is a real center. Uh, is Kevin Lo- Kevon, is Kevon a- Looney's a real center, we're calling it? Kevon Looney and Draymond Green to make up a pretty dynamic duo as bigs. What is that logic? Pretty. If you combine enough power Kevon forwards. Kevon Looney's a multi-time champion center. He, he is he is a, he's, a he's dynamic Ken- defensive Perkins. player. He's Kendrick Perkins on a championship team. Um, how dare you besmirch the name of Kevon Looney? Yeah. Don't you dare drag Kendrick Perkins's bum ass into our conversation about Kevon Looney. If the Nets are going to be good, 
Nick Claxton is part of it. If if anything, the thing I am most excited about next year is the chance that the lineup of Dinwiddie, DFS, Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Nick Claxton not only find cohesion on the offensive end, they find it on the defensive end. Nick Claxton is a rare bird, Brian. He is a rare bird. He is no pigeon, okay? He is um a platypus? Are platypus rare? Are they extinct? Are they a bird? <laughs> what? No, are they rare? Platypus are birds. What are you talking about? A platypus is a bird? Yeah. Aren't a plat... Do you know it's the duck-billed platypus? Yeah. It's the duck-billed. It's, it's, it's throwing Are, are they not? They are duck-billed, egg-laying mammals. Okay, that's a bird. <laughs> a mammal is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> a mammal that lays eggs are usually birds. Um <laughs> I'm going to Google platypus. This is, this is the they... first massive wait, wait, L wait. in the L column for wait, you. Wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> in this, in this when you debate. put in, in Google, the autofill, it says platypus, are they, and then here's the options. Poisonous, dangerous, endangered, blind, friendly, mammals, extinct, marsupials. So that's one for you. Are they birds? Are they birds or reptiles? Oh, no. They're mammals. Um, it has many of the same characteristics of a bird or reptile. Say, it's classified. Say what Jesus, it is. Am Just I say wrong? what it is. It's the I get the hey, Mike. Oh, it has no, 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 no. it has a duck bill, so I don't fault you. Okay, that, that's where they're throwing you off. It's not literally a duck bill. Okay, it just looks like it. Headline: National History Museum in the UK. The platypus puzzle. When Europeans first encountered the odd-looking platypus, it became the center of, of scientific debate. Are they real or hoaxes? They do things like birds. They do things like reptiles, but they also feed milk to its young like a mammal. The males also have a pair of venomous spurs on their hind feet, but they don't use them for traditional attack or defense. The platypus Mike, is Mike, this is, Mike, a dangerous, Mike, this is dangerous beast. Dead simple. It's on the wiki. Kingdom, Animalia, Phylum, Chordata, Class, Mammalia. Lock it in. Are birds not mammals? No. Are you... Damn it, Mike! We gotta, we gotta reset on you. We'll, we'll, are we'll birds, are <laughs> birds mammals? mammals. <laughs> no, are birds mammals? Birds are not mammals. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, I lost BTFO. that round of. And, and I, you see, I, you guys see now. You see firsthand the logic that's being deployed here. <laughs> it's just, it's working from a flawed foundation. That's, that's the issue. I, I, take a, I take a distinct L on that one. I won't even continue my bullshit on that. Yeah. Um. Next up, your boy, Fire Jacques Vaughn. Ah. Manufacturer attention question to you, Brian. Uh, there's been some debate on Nets Twitter with the names of certain coaches being available on the market or could be available on the market. Nick Nurse, fired by the Raptors. He hasn't been hired yet by anyone, right? I don't think so. Mike Boonholzer, very tragic. What His brother passed away. During the playoffs, really sad. Um, but he, there was rumors before that that his stability, you know, at in in Milwaukee may not exist. Let's say Boonholzer, and we know for a fact Nick Nurse is available. Maybe another coach, Ty Lue, becomes available because what happened in in for the Clippers, not good. I'll put Ty Lue, Boonholzer. And Nick Norris on the board. Do you fire Jacques Vaughn and go for one of those dogs? One of those championship winning coaches? 
you're going to argue for keeping Jacques. I will argue firing him, even though, just so everyone remembers, I'm the person who hired Jacques Vaughn. Yeah. Because I was the first one in America <laughs> to say that the Nets should keep Jacques Vaughn as coach and not hire Ime Udoka. Nice. Way to out yourself. Here's the thing, Mike. <clears throat> Here's the thing. We're not Nick quite- Nurse is a rare bird. <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're not quite at championship aspiration levels where we need to uh bring in a toothless politician like Tai Lu into the into the mix. Okay. We're not and I don't want to go name by name here, but like what we need to do is we need to circle the wagons consistency. Okay. Jacques Vaughn had a great end of the season. We we despite all of the chaos in and around this team, okay, he held it pretty much together. And in the wake of the the Steve Nash uh, firing, I mean, this team was pretty good, despite all of the chaos around that part of the season, too. It's just a multi-chaos sort of thing going on this season. The guy held it together. Can we, can we you know, talk about his rotations, get into the, I got so many problems with his, like, he didn't play Camp Thomas enough. You know, that's what we're hearing on Twitter. That's what you're kowtowing to. And that's a problem. That's a problem for you, frankly, that I, I think most people wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> You've been kowtowing to Twitter too much. Um, this is not how white men fight. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing. It's none of those guys that you mentioned move the needle. I don't think they especially help coalesce the bedrock that we've been talking about any faster. I think the soft, cushy bedrock. I think you want to build our, our I, house. On. I think those are soft, cushy people who can't build bedrock. Mike, I think they, they just, uh, I think Jacques Vaughn's the man for the job. Can I ask you a couple questions? No. Do you think, <laughs> do you think Jacques Vaughn did a good job in the playoffs? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you think a sweep is good? I think a sweep is good. Okay. That's, that's a, <laughs> your rare bird. <laughs> Uh, I think I think a sweep. I think getting to the playoffs in the first place against the headwinds that we were facing is a feat. And then yeah, when you when your team is the third seed overall, and then you sink down to the sixth seed. Yeah, sure. and then midseason trade every all of your superstar players. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Barton, uh, Sean Marks got a vote for executive of the year, so people think that Sean Marks did a great job. So it, it, the the person who bought the groceries is getting accolades. The person who is cooking them. Jacques Vaughn, the cook, the chef, Chef Jacques, not getting the accolades. Let me ask you this, Brian. Okay. Is winning a championship good? I go back and forth on this one. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'll answer that for you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is winning is having experience winning a championship valuable? Yes. Uh, is Jacques Vaughn a championship level coach? Haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen the evidence. You know who is? Nick Nurse, Mike Bullenholzer, well, kind of this, this is born of this the platypus. This is sound. Lo- this, this is, is born of the platypus logic. You were you like, know, Karis well, wheel we were just on. Let's talk. Oh, we don't want to. Like, you did put that voice on it. Like, you know, when people do the voice of the Twitter person. Oh, we talk about his rotation. Sure, we could complain. Let's this is, talk about his rotation. This let's is, talk about the fact is, that, like, that, that Seth Curry and Joe Harris played rolling. so many minutes in crucial playoff games. Joe Harris should not be seen again in the borough of Brooklyn. The problem with this logic, Mike, is that it's tautological, right? Like you can, like in your worldview now, we can't don't hire words at me that we, I don't know. We can't. Tautological? Yeah. I'm going to throw my tots. No, no, it's, no it's, toddlers. <clears throat> a championship coach is a coach who's won a championship, right? It's, it's, it's a tautological statement, right? So it's, it explains itself in the premise is what ta- you're looking it up. It's no, it's, it's I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing other done. stuff. On you're, my phone is what you're, you're saying is boring. So boring. Here's the point in your world. There's now a finite amount of championship coaches that you can hire. 
All right, there's a finite amount of coaches because any coach that hasn't won a championship already is a bad coach, not championship caliber, right? So right now we've set it, boom, in time. If you are a championship coach, then you're a championship coach. If not, you're not a championship coach, and you're never going to win a championship. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's how. I, that's what I say. Yeah. Okay. You know what, Brian? That's your. If that's your I the mean, coach. The, get the youngest. This, this is this is a thousand percent a fact. The coaches who have won a championship are more likely to win another championship than any than the coaches who haven't won a championship to win one championship. If you've won one, you're more likely to win more than any coaches who haven't won any to win one. And this is what you're doing to Jock Vaughn right now. A big old kiss on his booty. That's, you hear that? That's a smooch. You know? Your, your argument is that. Okay? This is what you're... you're this you're, is unfair. This is what you're doing to I don't all have access jocks. to a soundboard. This is an unfair you know? advantage. And people want to go... They don't want to hear from you, okay? And I'm going to call the... On you. Because I am... Your argument down. The, you're going to call the cops on me because you've... you've Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> now is the time to fire Jacques. I don't care that you gave him a six-year contract. Josai is so rich. It doesn't matter. The, the, the market has never been as flush. Excuse me. Let me get my flush sound. With head coaching candidates as it is right now. And you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on the musical chairs. Let me ask you this, Brian. If the yeah. Nets fired Jacques Vaughn, would he get a head coaching job tomorrow? I believe so. I do believe that. That's a joke. <laughs> That's just a joke. Okay, and and I'm telling you, not allowed to use the soundboard anymore. This isn't fair. <laughs> this is me to your argument. Just, just oh my god, it. That's yeah, really that's, dark, Mike. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't have any more. I, I honestly don't agree with this. So like, let's do the laying the cards down on the table thing. Like, there there is this uh, drumbeat to uh, you know acquire fire shock and acquire another coach, and it's like. This franchise again. What they need to do is steady Eddie, steady, steady Eddie. Steady. Let's do this quick break. Coming back, we wow. will so much more. Do Shoot more. Laser at you. Manufacture tension. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life A Quarter Mile At A Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back, Brian. The next hey. question on... Oh. Are you going to do the thing? Manufacture tension. Should the Nets tank? Brian is going to go uh, no tank, and I'm going to be uh, tanking. Do you want me to begin, or do you want to begin? Uh, you can begin. I don't know where you actually stand on this, because you are previously a tank master, so take commander. Sorry. Here's my plan. Here's the master plan. Trade Mikael Bridges to the Houston Rockets. Get back some of your first-round picks. And tank. Because I think gaining your first round picks into the future is more valuable than having Mikhail Bridges now. I think it's a small likelihood that the Nets advance from being an interesting Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton team to, and getting Damian Lillard, who's right behind you. I'm, I'm skeptical that that lineup without a massive infusion of talent is going to win a championship. The thing that this team should do is talk to Houston and say, we know that you wanted Cam Johnson. Sure, you can offer them Cam Johnson and try to get your first-round picks back. I don't think it's going to work like that. I don't think Houston's going to jump at that chance. I think the thing you could move them towards, though, is say, we have Mikhail Bridges. Give us two of our first-round picks back and a pick swap for us for the next th- the, all those years. We'll give you Mikhail Bridges, and it will allow the Nets to properly enter the tank period that they want to do. They can then trade Nick Claxton. They then can trade DFS. They can then trade Royce O'Neal. They then can trade Joe Harris. And then they can they can re-sign Cam Johnson, or they could just let him do a sign trade to another team. Accumulate a boat full of assets while having your own picks. The perfect three-year tank. Process the shit out of the Nets. Process the shit out of the Nets. And the Nets could be left with 25 first-round picks, their own picks so that they can properly tank and still being in New York market so that when everything coalesces uh, in 17 years, the, you know, we're, we're bing, bang, booming all over the, all over the city. It's just not going to happen, Mike. And there's so many reasons for it. There's, it's such a kaleidoscope of reasons for this not to happen. And like, just the, you said it yourself, three years of a rebuild. Meanwhile, the Knicks are in a heady playoff series. They're one RJ Barrett sure. trade away from being a very legit team. We're just going to see the New York market again yeah, sure. and that, forevermore. That is, that is dumb thinking to care about battling for the, the back page mentality. That's Brett Yormark thinking, Brian. You're Brett Yormark right now. You're a clown. I, I, You're that was one. Clown that show. was one part of my kaleidoscope of of. Uh, the kaleidoscope of shit that you just threw at me, honestly, it's all it's all different shades. No, you're of brown. the one. You're you're the one so that's, that's making a kaleidoscope of shit. Please, that's please, please, yeah. the first the is node, yours, Maestro. That's the first node in the constellation of shit you said. Secondly, we we just don't need to do this. There's no need for a tank. We're in a in a ad like a, a an excellent position. What are you looking at? You're looking at your watch while I'm talking. <laughs> my, that's a great that's Apple a great debate. My tactic. Apple Watch is giving me credit for moving because I'm moving my arms so much. Jeez. That's <laughs> how, that's how it's sedentary you are. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. He's alive. <laughs> um, 
we just don't need to do a rebuild right now on any level. Uh, we're and in a rebuild, Brian. We're in it. We're, we're in a modified rebuild where we have basically. We're the, in a rebuild. The darling of the NBA right now on the best contract of his life. A perfect person to pair with. I mean, like, let's just like Dame, Damien is basically chomping at the bid to come play with Mikhail Bridgers. Right. Oh, fair, yeah. Because he said is that one a, time is that he liked he's, him. He's, what, they sat courtside. They're best friends. Um, oh, that, okay. does, that doesn't just happen, Mike. That's not just a random I think, occurrence. I think Bridges is more likely to ask to be traded to the Knicks than he is to get a star to come here because he wants to play with his Villanova buddies. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's not true, and that's insane. Um, because then he'll be he'll be buried. Anyways, that's it's a stupid. It's not even worth engaging with. Um, we don't we don't need to do a infinity draft pick nightmare rebuild. Okay, we just we're just not in that position. We have enough talent on affordable contracts. Forget what I said about Nick Claxton last last debate. That's a great contract to pair with any players. We're we're really right at the cusp. We're playing around a five hundred ball and would love oh, to do wow. that. Oh wow, five hundred ball. Yeah, and, and we have so a, excited. That's gonna fill up the stands at Barclays. It's gonna really light the town on fire. In, imminently tradable contracts in your in the fringes, your Joe Harris's, your Seth Curry's, so on and so forth. People that we can get back value. Seth Curry's a free agent, but sure. Anyways, you know what I mean. Point taken. No, I don't you know took what you my, mean. You took my point. Sense. You took my point. Point is taken that there are plenty of, of <laughs> Of players, <laughs> I love you saying that for me. Point taken. Hey, you, you got it. Okay, shut up and take the point. And uh, and so yeah, it's just it's 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 just unnecessary, and it it puts our rebuild back two years unnecessarily when we could just be a perfect landing spot for a free agent talent or a midseason trade. Right now, we just don't need to go in. All, uh, draft picks are overrated, Mike. How often do I need to say this? Draft picks are overrated. I think a team like the Nets, who are in a star market, having draft picks is valuable. Star market, and and here's for what because because oh because star players love to tr- the, to go to your team to play with recent draft picks. Is that the that's the, the argument Nets you're making? Are a 500 yeah, team next you just, year? You just you just got you just got you just are trying to steamroll past an insanely bad argument. Okay, Mike. Draft picks are important. Mm, I see. Being able to trade for stars is important. Draft picks equal being able to trade for stars. If the Nets trade, no, not not just their, yes. just draft picks alone get you Rudy Gobert. Okay, on, let, let's add this. I'm going to add this up on my own because I don't think you understood because you were like a visual effects major. What were you? Visual arts? Something I did, like that. Were, were I did. You watched, I was, like I was just in vision. I was a visionary. That was <laughs> the, the the Syracuse visionary program was just you yeah. in like an empty classroom, just just like observing the walls and just thinking deep thoughts. Yeah. Um, the, I'm going to add up the draft picks. The Nets trade Bridges to Houston. They get back their two of their first-round picks in a pick swap, so they get to control three of their first-round picks. They trade Cam Johnson in a signed trade. They get a protected first-round pick, but a first-round pick. They trade DFS for a first-round pick. They trade what? In what world? In what world? DFS for first-round pick. Dude, the Cleveland Cavs are horny right now for a wing. First-round pick horny? They would give... Please. They would unbutton their blouse for a first round pick uh, for DFS. I guess okay. yeah, that's the analogy. Um, that got weird. Um, yep. The Nets could accumulate via tanking and controlling their own picks. I'm um, counting their own picks as as you know assets to them. They could get six first round picks by trading Bridges, attaining their own first round picks back, and then trading all the other bit parts. Six first round picks to go with Phoenix Suns to go with. The Dallas Mavericks 2029 pick, you immediately become the most interesting tanking team in the NBA, and you roll forward 
and you build it like the way the Oklahoma City Thunder built it, except you're in Brooklyn and not in Oklahoma City. So you both have the benefit of being in a big market but operating like a small market team. Joe Sy saves a big daddy Joe saves a whole lot of money. And then in three years, we're rolling. Nice. <laughs> three years. I'm, I actually don't I, sorry, I fell asleep. Did. You were talking, and I, and I honestly couldn't hear what the, what you were saying. I, I again, you're crushing me. Okay, I, I can feel it. But I think it, this is actually a path the Nets could consider. Is that they could consider doing this because it's a very easy thing to do. Houston is going to be desperate. They want to compete. They just got Ime Odoka as a coach. They want to. They there's rumors that they're going to get James Harden as a free agent. That could come to fruition. Getting James Harden means you want to compete again. It's a pretty clean trade. It's, hey, Houston, we're not going to suck because we have Bridges and Cam Johnson. We're not. We're going to match any Cam Johnson offer. But what we can do is if you give us our picks back. Do you think I'm so stupid that you could just like adjust your tone a little bit, try to like throw me this like bone? <laughs> and then, like, You really think I, I fell off the back of a turnip truck? Well, usually truck. when I do, when I change tone like that, you stop listening. So yeah. I thought I you, could just just, kinda, you could just sneak in your closing statement. No, no, it, no. It's like the end of end of like a budgetary process where they start the pork barreling, where they just throw in a whole bunch of stuff at the right, end. Right, right. I, I just pork barreled the yeah. shit out of you. All right, last question. Yeah. Before we get to two other questions, so I guess it's the third to last question. Yeah. This kind of goes. Uh, this is in tandem to a couple of other things we talked about, but wait, you say it. Manufacture ten. Thank you. Do you want to take? Uh, do you want to? I'm reading our Discord. Uh, should the Nets pursue a star or not to pursue a star? That is the question, Brian. I forget which side you I, want to I'm, argue. I'm on pursuing a star, and I'll start off. Okay. It's Dame. It's Dame time, Mike. The time is now. I'm not. I'm not just going to say pursue a star, right? Just like any star. Oh, like wow. Let's go put in a bid on Chris Middleton or you know whatever middle ditch. Who cares? You know, I want a very specific star. And he's available right now. There's a lot of noise right now. There's a lot of noise in Netsland about whether this is possible. I don't want to get into the details about how to exactly pull off a trade like this. It's not really relevant to my argument. You know, <laughs> you get rid of Ben Simmons somehow. You figure it out. You do a yeah, package. Yeah, the, you know, because the Trailblazers would love to get Ben no, Simmons it's a back. Three, it's a three-team trade. It doesn't matter. Do like, you know you're going to have to trade everyone but Mikhail? Like, like I already honestly, said, as part of tra- as part of my argument, I'm not caring about the trade package. It's not important. What we <laughs> that is that is everything. To pursue a not star my, includes that, giving up my, part of the, the parts of this argument. team that you like. You're That's not the just thing. Gonna, it's a special argument because I don't actually care about that part of it. It's just we have to pursue a star. Phoenix, the way they got Kevin Durant is because Matt Ishbia, Matty One T, who, by the way, if, yeah, if people one haven't tea. seen, where is that? Where's the other T? It's in a Swiss bank account. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nice. just got that much cash. <laughs> Everyone should go on. I think it's like Bill Simmons or the Ringers uh, social media. Matt Ishbia was on Bill Simmons' show, and. Bill asked him about why Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavs, hates Matt Ishbia. And it was real. And Ishbia like was like, <laughs> he was like, I don't like the way he does business. He doesn't like the way I do business. He used to be number one in the mortgage markets, mortgage lender markets. Now we're number one. And it was Rich Guy Spice. And I love I love a lot of different spice. That's your Rich favorite. Guy Spice yeah. is is one of my favorites. That's, uh, that's the garlic powder of your spice. Right. I want people to understand this. The Nets are not going to get Damian Lillard 
just because Damian Lillard maybe likes Mikael Bridges. They're not just going to get him because they – and then they give up like a sign-and-trade Cam Johnson, yeah. all the first-round picks. They're on no. Cam Thomas, lock it up. Easy. That's Portland, easy Portland on. Portland is going to demand, demand Mikael Bridges because also there will be a bunch of other teams who want Damian Lillard. I think that's what people don't understand, like you. Like you, you patently just don't understand the dynamics of a trade. You think you can just it's it's EA Sports, NBA 2K. Like, it's I'll not that I don't the understand them. It's no, that it's, I'm not engaging with it. That's the point. I oh, want you, what I want, yeah. and I deserve it. That's my argument. Sure. So and and that's really it's worked out for you in the past. It's really worked. <laughs> um, the the Nets. The Nets are not going to be able to acquire a star just by using the draft picks that they have accumulated. They will have to give up players. Teams don't want Ben Simmons. Cam Johnson is a free agent. Even if he can be signed and traded, that also has restrictions on it. That hard caps people when you do that and stuff like that. Besides Mikael Bridges, Nick Claxton's the only other guy on the team that has real trade value. Don't give me Cam Thomas. So if you want to trade Nick Claxton, all the first-round picks, Cam Johnson, you're going to be left with a bunch Dame, of wings who Dame can't Lillard, shoot, baby. Dame and Mikhail Bridges. And th- that team isn't good enough. That team's just not good enough. You know, and so then you've depleted all your assets that you got from Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Yeah. For Dame. I, mean, I, I love Dame. Hey, I, I, I thought love, I could. I, thought I, I could, love Dame more than you. I didn't but. even like pretend to keep the pretense. Like, obviously, I think barring some kind of crazy deal making, you know, machinations that I don't even really understand, that's, it, it seems like it's a little premature to be trading for a star player. So that's my, um, that's my big reveal. You win this one, Mike. You, uh, that was the one that you, that you, that you won. Last one. Tom Sandoval, pro or anti? Let me preface this by saying I'm going to play devil's advocate here for the gimmick. Okay. And I'm going to say so pro, be anti? pro oh. who? Tom, I'm on Team Sandoval. Okay, did not you watch many... last night's episode? Of course. Did, do you watch it like in and the when moment? It comes out, yeah, yeah. Event-based yeah. watching. So I thought it was going to be the finale, like because I was seeing like promos for the finale, and it's the conversation between Sandoval and Ariana. I mean, it was a very good episode. They were doing, they did the cutbacks, you yeah. know, and they were like do, building the Rewind. evidence. Yeah. And Sandoval, <laughs> my favorite part was when Lala and Ariana confronted Sandoval yeah. about how he, <laughs> he was at the, the party. pool party. When Ariana's grandmother died, and he was like, I thought you wanted to be alone. And she's like, I told you I wanted you to come here. And his, like, oh, shit face. His, his I mean, like, that, ability to lie on the spot is, like, I mean, it, he was also caught so dead to rights. But, like, yeah, he was just, he should have pretended to be taking a dump. Like, right. He was like, ah, I was taking a dump. Like, he, if I was him, I would just be like, I got to go to the bathroom. Bye. He, d- <laughs> he did say he was in the bathroom. But that, that was part of the lie. The I would have said, like, use that lie again right now and get out of this conversation because you're <laughs> just going nowhere. Well, and then he did the thing where, like, when Lala was starting to kind of call him out, he was like, I know. I know. Like, he was, like, interrupting her with, like, as I, if he was agreeing with her in I, the moment I, to stop her from saying the truth. I also like that they landed on dipped out as a way to like, as this like weird ephemeral term for was that person yes. there? And I was like, no, he dipped out, which is what? what, what, what he which said is it left? over and over I mean, again. Multiple like he, times. And Schwartz and, picked up on it. No, he dipped out, which is like, so like, he's still there. He's like, yeah, but he was in another room or she was in another out, room. Like they weren't, they, their feet moved, like their Apple watch registered yeah. movement. So they dipped. At that point. All right. But we got to give you the arguments here. There's so much. No, to you don't over. have to do the argument. No, the argument. No, I'm, you, dead. I'm okay, down. Okay, here, okay, here we go. Okay. I have one. So here's the issue with Tim Sandoval. He wanted out of that relationship, right? I'm not, I'm not condoning his lying, all that <laughs> oh stuff. God. He wanted I'm out of the clip this for social. He wanted out of that relationship long before any kind of 
fraternizing with anybody else was going on. I'll call it fraternizing. I think that's the that's the safest term. He was maybe he was fraternizing. Sex. He was fraternizing. And, Sex. And adultery. And here's the thing. He wanted adultery. To get, he wanted to get out. But and this is it's not an easy thing to talk about. But Ariana, his partner, kept having crises that you know made it very difficult for him to sure. to create enough separation. You know that you, you don't want to add insult to injury with okay, my dog died. You know, grandma died. You know, death in the family. It's very serious stuff. And you don't want to add tack onto that. And then my boyfriend dumped me. <clears throat> boyfriend, mind you. Okay, there's no legal documents changing hands here. Um, but he's going to fertilize her eggs. I think that's more than being boyfriend girlfriend. They're not for. Who, where's the eggs? Where's the eggs? They're just in the ice chamber somewhere. They're in a ice chamber. Who cares? That's not. A, that means nothing. Um, they might do that if they were single. Point is, he was trying to make the escape, and then fortune, God, even will, will invoke. Uh, what's that in, in a in a contract? Force majeure. Force. <laughs> Wait, force Rachel. Force Rachel. <laughs> That was the only thing that conspired to keep him from doing the right thing, the honorable thing, which was just merely to say, hey, let's separate before fraternizing the way that he did, which it's it's not it's not ideal. It's but it's it's I understand it. If you if you just have a person who's got a lot of tragedy befalling them over and over again, it's hard. It's hard to separate yourself. So you're comparing him to if I have this right. The way Maverick was portrayed in Top Gun Maverick when he pulled Goose's, excuse me, Rooster's papers from the Naval Academy, even though it was actually Rooster's mom who wanted him to pull the papers, wanted Maverick to pull the papers, but Maverick's mom or Rooster's mom died. And so Maverick kept with him that secret and allowed himself to be the villain, right? Yeah. So essentially, he, he Tom Sandoval to you is a hero. In some but ways, he, in some ways, but he allowed he's allowed himself to be the villain because he is such a hero. In some ways, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was so it was thrilling to watch you go to do that. Um, he liked that, did you? Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, I, you know, Vanderpump is just it, that show has gone through so it's, many it's iterations really in its best. In, it's having its best moment right now. It's truly. It's kind of crazy. And it was so bad for a second. I mean, it was just them. We talked about this, like a bunch of kind of married people going to each other's like backyard pool parties. New houses. Like, that They're was, like, look uh, at yeah. our house. Look yeah. at our, and there's no furniture. That was the big, that was the big drama was the no furniture comments. It was just, yeah. it was, <laughs> it was really. Like, one person had furniture, the other didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, mercifully got some real, some real, everyone's life is chaos now and it's, we're loving every second of it. Do you think Katie and Ariana should be actually opening up a sandwich shop together. I think it's totally I guess, reasonable. I mean, a sandwich shop is one thing. The Schwartz and Sandys is, seems like the the not good version of of, of a small venture with your friend. Um, I, I feel like there there's, you know, I'm watching this documentary on HBO called A Hundred Foot Wave. Have you ever seen that? Like the Portuguese surfing people. Yeah, yeah. I think you. It's really good. I mean, you know, I'm obviously like a surf bro. Like everyone looks at me and they're like, that guy. By the way, shout out to someone on our Discord who said they were talking about us in the Discord and was like, I don't want to watch the stream because I don't want to see what these people look like. Mm-hmm. And they were like, but I did. And I saw Mike and it matched up exactly with what I thought, which was awkward, chubby, and small hands. I think that was the three attributes. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're kind of nailed, nailed synthesizing me. this comment in a way that's like obviously way too self-deprecating, which is fine. 
it's in there. I'll find it. I tweeted it out the other day. But regardless, I am so it it was it's like when like my brother is is convinced that the show The OC, the last season was the best season. Remember when the OC came out so hot? And then it just then Marissa killed the guy with the song. I will confess to not having watched the OC. I didn't see that. All right. Well, I could tell because you didn't have a, a good childhood, a healthy, a healthy good childhood. <laughs> Would never claim to. Yeah. You and you and you and your dad were trying to jump seats yeah. at the yeah. Meadowlands. We drifting, and, and you're drifting at the Meadowlands. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you're, "You're, you guys are just hopping seats," and he was using you as a prop to yeah. get down lower. Which I is was, actually I was basically Oliver Twist, is what it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, it is incredible how engrossed I am to this, and also how the the characters. There's just not a hero. There's no, no hero. No, it's no. like Succession. There's no hero. It's no. all villains, all bad. I don't say bad people, but you know what I mean. It's there, there's not people that shot a light to shine positively on any of them. All right, really quickly, twenty seconds. Your argument? No, ten seconds. Fall over spring. Go. Uh, allergies are the devil. And allergies the come out in the spring. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I it, the spring is a prison because I can see the beautiful weather outside. I know that it's nice, but the second my eyeballs touch the pollen, uh, I, I my eyes are aflame, aflame. Yeah. Like the descriptions of aliens <laughs> that landed down in Brazil in 1990. Like maybe maybe that alien just had allergies and that's why everyone hated it. I think the place is called Vagina. Okay. Uh, it, it. I'll take uh, that. I'll take that argument. For, in my case, I don't have any allergies, and so spring is a Darwinian advantage. It's a battle arena. It's where I do my best work <laughs> because everybody else is working at a disadvantage. And uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know where you guys get off getting <laughs> being sick for a quarter of the year for no reason, but you know, that's that's your journey. Uh, also. Three words for you. Ramps, fiddleheads, soft shell crab. Okay? Only time. What are you going to get in the fall? A pumpkin? You want to eat? Soft shell, maybe soft one shell word. Soft shell crab, one word. What do you you want to eat a pumpkin? You're, you want to sit down with a pumpkin, Mike, in the, in the fall time? Yum. Have that with your no allergies. Don't have a <laughs> tissue anywhere nearby and eat a pumpkin. All right? Meanwhile. I'm a big gourd guy. I'm a big fan of I'm the gourds. Be eating ramps in a pasta primavera out on the deck. <laughs> Mike, with, the get soft shell? <laughs> with the soft Check shell. Check Salatura at VK Glue, guys. This has been an episode of Manufacture 10. Thank you all for listening. Bye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.